You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we are two writers who have been covering the Chargers for over six seasons doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. Now, this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Hopefully, everyone had a great weekend. Welcome into the last week of shows where there will only be three shows per week. We're going back to five shows next week through the season, so super excited about that. This show is also brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. So we have a lot of fun topics on today's show because we're going to be starting with a weekend roundup where we hit a bunch of topics that happened over the weekend. We'll talk about Justin Herbert getting nominated for an ESPY as well as him holding a golf tournament to raise money for kids sporting events. So that was really cool. And we'll talk about some of the funny things that happened there with Keenan Allen, Gabe Neighbors and much more. And we'll also get into a hire that the Chargers made continuing to move into the analytics world hiring Alex Stern to come on the staff as an analyst. So we'll talk about what he's going to bring to the table. In segment two, we're going to be getting into the top 10 list that ESPN has done where different executives, coaches, and players around the league rank the top 10 players at each position. We're going to be talking about the defensive side of things where on the five lists that came out, two Chargers made it, Derwin James and Joey Bosa. And we'll talk about what other Charger potentially could make the list in coming seasons for a different position. But in the last segment of the show today, we're going to be getting into the top three Chargers players under the age of 25. So I think we all know who number one would be on that. You know, maybe it's number 10 on the Chargers. But there's a lot of other young players that we can look at, too, that will really show what the Chargers have going forward and the young playmakers that they have on the roster. So you see a lot of NFL top 25 players under 25, stuff like that. We're just going to be looking at specifically the Chargers best players under the age of 25. So let's go ahead and get into it. David, a lot of times, you know, we record our final show that comes out on Friday and then a bunch of stuff usually happens right after we record for that show. That's just kind of how it goes. You know, when you record a podcast like this every day, the big stuff will always come out after you've already recorded your last show of the week. But I wanted to introduce a new kind of segment this week where we just do a weekend roundup and talk about all the things that happened Chargers related over the weekend. And we have to start with Justin Herbert, the young signal caller, the young star for the Chargers, getting nominated for an SB for his record-breaking season in 2021. And who does he bring? Gabe Neighbors as his date, right? (laughs) His friend, his fullback, his teammate. And I just thought that was really hilarious. He did not win, David, the Breakthrough Athlete of the Year and ended up going to LaMelo Ball. But... Still always cool to see him getting some of that national recognition that I don't know if we ever really saw Philip Rivers get. No, I don't think he did. Um, because, I, I mean, Philip Rivers was an incredible personality. I mean, on the field, his mic'd ups were always appointment listening. I mean, he has a great personality, but he never, I mean, it didn't seem like he had that just nuclear star power. And Justin Herbert's tall, he's young, he's got good features, he's a good looking kid. 
So, I mean, he's an easy guy to put in the spotlight. I mean, he doesn't have quite the personality, and I think that'll come out, you know, as he you know spends a couple more years in the league. But, I mean, he's definitely got that face for Hollywood. And, you know, def- the fact that he got, uh, you know, nominated for this ESPY and, you know, was around so many spectacular athletes, this is a scene and a picture we expect for Justin Herbert for many years to come. Yeah, and I mean, you don't hear a lot of players, you know, bragging about all of the ESPYs that they have, right? It's not something... I don't think that they you know, care too much about I'm sure Justin Herbert as the competitor wanted to win it. Still, I think he doesn't probably really care about it too much. But I will say, you know, LaMelo Ball, very deserving, but did average, you know, just under 16 points a game, missed 21 games last season. I'm not trying to take his shine away, but hey, maybe Justin Herbert did have a legitimate shot at that award. But either way, that's just my argument on his behalf. I'm a little bit biased. But the other Justin Herbert-centered topic that unfolded over the weekend was him holding his first ever golf tournament raising money for Kids Sports, which is a private nonprofit organization in Oregon that provides youth sports programs for pre-K through 12th graders in Eugene slash Springfield. So this is something that he grew up in. He was a kids sports athlete, and a lot of players showed up. You know, Keenan Allen was there, who we'll get to. Gabe Neighbors, Scott Questenberry. Just to name a few, I know Ty Long was out there too, but it did look like a lot of fun. It did look like they were raising a lot of money. But I think the key moment, David, was Keenan Allen going on his Instagram live, and you can find it still on the Chargers Instagram as well as the Chargers Twitter. But him going through his day at the golf tournament and just a lot of funny interactions. He's talking about Scott Questenberry being a big-ass center, hitting a (laughs) ball through the fairway. I mean, he was talking to Justin Herbert, just randomly calling to him. From like a hundred feet away and hey, totally Herbo. interrupting his conversation and just saying that they played terrible. But the best moment had to be him calling out the Oregon Ducks mascot as a, a former cow bear. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely uh, didn't like that very much at all. He uh, quote called him the Aflac Duck, which I thought was <laughs> absolutely hilarious. And and he's like, uh, hey, I, I think I need to go tackle that guy. If you know Keenan Allen, he's definitely not the guy that you want to be tackled by. He's a former safety. He has uh, demonstrated uh, on numerous occasions that he is very capable of playing defense and laying the wood. So that's a guy you don't want to mess with. Uh, So, yeah, Keenan Allen messing around with the uh, Aflac uh, slash Oregon Duck mascot was pretty damn funny. It was really fun. Like I, it almost seemed staged. I don't think it was, but like the mascot getting out of the golf cart and he like is struggling to get out of the golf cart because he's a giant duck, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're keen on go, it's Bears Country over here, and the duck's head just whips around and he's staring at him. And then Keenan's like, Oh, he wants that smoke too. I'm like, oh god, it was just so funny. <laughs> if you haven't seen that yet, you should definitely go check it out. I mean, it was really Another funny. Another signature Keenan Allen moment. For sure. And it just shows, you know, Justin Herbert is a big golf guy. A lot of people forget, you know, with that Tiger Woods crash happening, which was obviously awful. He was on his way to like a celebrity photo shoot with a golf tournament with Drew Brees and Tiger Woods. So Justin Herbert, big golf guy, seems like a big golf guy too, but I bet him and his roommates, Nate Gilliam, Gabe Neighbors, those guys go all the time. But the most exciting part of this segment that I wanted to talk about was the Chargers hiring Alex Stern as an analyst. This is a guy that was at the Big Data Bowl and was a finalist to win their competition. And the whole thing is centered around analytics. And I love that the Chargers are continuing to kind of get in this world. And I really like the guy that they picked because basically they all had a project to kind of show some new algorithms, new ways to look at the games with next-gen stats 
to really, you know, change the way people are, you know, scouted, how they find players from other teams that they want to bring in, what the value of those players are. So much good stuff from that big data bowl. And we know that Brandon Staley likes to go to the Sloan Analytics Conference, right? Just super nerdy stuff. But the Chargers continuing, David, to kind of take a step into the future, something that was not a big focal point under Anthony Lynn. And the Chargers continue to show that it will be under Brandon Staley. Yeah, and it seemed like the last few Chargers head coaches, uh, they, they didn't really were they were not huge believers in analytics. It seemed like they were more of the old school mentality, you know, smash mouth. I'm gonna you know go with my gut type of coaches. And Brandon Staley is not that way. And it seems now this is the second uh, analytics type of hire I remember the Chargers making. So I think they're going in the right direction. I mean, the more information that you can have to put your players in the position to win football games. That's what you should be bringing on. So getting Alex Stern, who graduated from the University of Virginia with a degree in quantitative statistics and computer science, adding just another intelligent, smart young kid who can grow with the organization, who can feed Brandon Staley more information to help the Chargers make better decisions and ultimately win more games is something you love to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, what the actual big data bowl is, is what it says on their website, contestants use traditional football data and next-gen stats to analyze and rethink trends and player performance while also advancing the way football is played and coached. So this is a very football-driven you know, driven conference that this guy was a finalist. He didn't win, but I did get to see the project he was working on. It was very, very interesting because basically what he was saying is like completion percentage against as a corner isn't just a total end-all, be-all as far as stats and kind of quantifying how good a, quarter, a cornerback is. And these are the things that he was using in his algorithm to try to really show how good a cornerback is, try to turn that into numbers, try to turn it into something quantifiable. And he said it's really about the DB's ability to limit separation, how rarely he's targeted, his ability to force incompletions when he is targeted, and his ability to limit yards after the catch when completions occur. But I really thought it was interesting, a different way of kind of looking at how we value cornerbacks. And basically what he was saying is like, if you give up a completion, you know, to DeAndre Hopkins, it's not the same as giving up a completion to an undrafted free agent who just got called up off the practice squad, right? So all of those things, you can't just see in a regular chart just saying, you know, he allows 110 passer rating against when he's targeted and things like that. So interesting to see them kind of looking into these different kinds of things and trying to find any advantage out there because that's what good teams do. They try to really exploit market inefficiencies and just try to find somewhere where they can find that edge. And especially with the charges and like special teams, right? So much hidden value there that the charges weren't exploiting. These are things that seem to be taken more seriously under the new regime, but we do have two more segments to get into. So coming up next, we're going to talk about the ESPN's top 10 list that they've released defensively and why only two chargers defenders ended up making those lists. And we'll get into that Coming up right after this, but first I need to tell you guys about the best protein bar on the planet, and of course I'm talking about Built Bar. For me, when I'm eating protein bars, I mean, I definitely eat a few throughout the week, but I usually will get tired of different kinds, right, and I have in the past with other protein bars. That doesn't happen with Built Bars, and one of the reasons is they just have so many flavors to choose from, so you can never go wrong with cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie is a definitely a fan favorite that's out there, but you can switch it up. You can buy mixed boxes. So you can always have different flavors to try every day. They're all 100% covered in chocolate and easy to chew. And the best part is they'll fit into any diet that you're on. 
Most of them have 17 to 18 grams of protein, which is great. The calories range from 130 to 180, and there's only around 4 or 5 grams of sugar and 4 or 5 grams of net carbs. So whether you're doing keto, whether you're just trying to lose weight and do different kind of diets, Built Bars will fit into that, and you're going to love the taste of them most importantly because if they don't taste good, me personally, I'm not going to eat it. But right now, if you go to Built.com, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. It's promo code LOCKED15, all caps, one word for 15% off at Built.com. All right, David, well, let's get into another top 10 list here. And obviously, top 10 list, I mean, for me, but I, I just as a fan of football and stuff, I usually click on these things. So, like, even though it's funny to kind of talk about other people's top 10 lists, out of all of them, I think ESPN's is the one I like the most just because it's getting a lot of different perspectives, right? You're getting the executive perspectives from other teams. You're getting coaches' perspectives, scouts' perspectives, and the players' perspectives. So it's not just... How do the players feel about somebody or how do the coaches feel about somebody? You're getting a little bit from a lot of different parts of an organization. So 360 degree opinion, if you will. Exactly. And it's still imperfect. Right. And I mean, there's still a lot of variance and like not a lot of clarity in some of these positions. I mean, you can have guys that their highest ranking on a list is number four and their lowest ranking is unranked. Right. I think that they're definitely some things that you could pick apart with this and just how people feel about injuries and certain things like that. Either way, ESPN has now released every position on the defensive side of things. And now we know that two chargers make the list. And we will talk about Joey Bosa and we talked about, you know, him being number three. But I want to start with a guy that we haven't talked about, and that's Derwin James, who I wasn't sure if he was going to make the list, David, just because obviously the talent is all there. But 27 missed games in his last two seasons. It's easy for people to forget how dominant you were when you were on the field, which for him was being an all-pro as a rookie. So for him, the highest he was ranked was second. So obviously there's definitely some respect still out there. Yeah. Yeah. But some people didn't rank him, which is what pushes him down to number nine. And that's the thing with him. I mean, he at his best is, you know, a top two, top three safety. I think it's easy for people to forget that, but it's still nice to see some people haven't forgotten he's still making a list like this. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think if you ask the fans and you look at this list, they're going to be like, why is Derwin James on this list? He hasn't played in, in the last two years, basically. And I would understand that argument to a degree. But when he is on that football field, he's dynamic. I've said it many, many times. He's a difference maker. He makes everyone around you. He's, he's a guy who elevates the game of everyone else that plays around him. So I think that type of respect and what he did and how just thoroughly he dominated his rookie year is the reason why he's on this list in the first place. Number nine, I mean, if he plays, he's much higher. But to see him still on the list, I think, is a testament to who he is as a player. Yeah, and last year, you know, coming off of a a year in which he only played five games, he was ranked number four, right? That was before he missed an entire season. So I'm not surprised that some people just didn't rank him on this list just because if you've only played five games in two seasons, it's hard to consider someone one of the best players at their position. And we're looking at all safeties, not just strong safeties or free safeties. That's 60 starting safeties throughout the league, you know, that you're competing against. So... I think that it's good that he's on this list, and I know he's much better than the ninth best safety in the league when he's healthy, but I understand that's where he ends up on this list. But Joey Bosa, David, we talked about it, well-deserved, number three on the edge defenders list. 
this guy is going to be so important to the Chargers' success in 2021. And I think for both of these guys, you're excited that if both of them stay healthy, they still could have their best season yet. No question, because what Brandon Staley does is he puts his best players in the best positions to impact the game and be around the football. They want Joey Bosa to be getting close to the ball. They want Derwin James to be around the ball so he can make interceptions, so he can make big tackles, so he can make strips. They want those guys to be close to the football. So that's why it's so exciting, and it's got to be exciting for these guys because they're going to get more one-on-one opportunities and they're going to be able to fill up that stat sheet, which for Derwin James is going to turn into money. For Joey Bosa, it's going to turn into some more respect around the league. I think everyone respects him as a technician, but once he gets those 10, 12, 15-plus sacks, then I think you really won't have any other question marks. I think at this point, you can say, hey, where's his you know just breakout year? I think that's going to be this year for Joey Bosa. And, you know, he has a few double-digit sack seasons already, so he's done just fine. It's just you still feel like that's not even the full potential, right? And I think the exactly. other exciting thing is it's just – how much Brandon Staley is going to let Derwin James and Joey Bosa elevate the other guys around them, elevate the Nazir Adderleys, elevate the Jerry Tillerys. That's the other big part of this is using those two players as chess pieces to free up one-on-ones for Uchenin Wosu or Jerry Tillery or Kenneth Murray coming on a blitz. That's what's really exciting about Brandon Staley and the young group they have defensively. And it is a young group. You have two linebackers who have played a season each that are starting. You have a rookie corner that's potentially going to start in Asante Samuel Jr. You have Nazir Adderley with one year of playing time under his belt. Michael and Davis Derwin is still James. young. Yeah, Der- yeah, Michael Davis, 26 years old. Derwin James has only played in, what, I mean, not including the playoffs, he's only played in 21 games during his career. So it is a very young defense. And I think there are players who miss these lists. That could potentially make them someday. So the Chargers did not have a player on the interior defensive line or the cornerbacks or the linebackers that ended up making the top 10 or even in others receiving votes, right? So really like the top 10 to 20 at each of these positions, the Chargers didn't get somebody named at them. So I do think that is somewhat concerning, but like for cornerbacks, there's just so many good corners. Like, yeah, there's a lot, you know, Marshawn Lattimore, Stephon Gilmore, Jalen Ramsey, Tredavious White. I mean, you literally could just go on and on. And like even the honorable mentions, a guy like James Bradbury has been super solid. Yeah, like so that it's going to be tough. But like, do you see anyone, David, that you're looking at that you say, hey, this guy could potentially, you know, crack one of these lists or at least get mentioned in it in the next couple of years? Yeah, I mean, I think two guys come to mind for me on the defensive side, and it's Kenneth Murray Jr. Uh, I think if he uh, if he plays to his potential, I definitely can see him on this list. And I think if Michael Davis, uh, you know, climbs to that next step, I mean, he has all the measurables, the side, the size, the speed. I mean, I think the intelligence. I think if the the on field IQ catches up with the physical skills, he can definitely find himself on this list as well. Yeah, and you'd have to have, you know, an incredible season or an incredible run to do it just because there are so many good corners. There are a couple aging linebackers that made the list that you think, okay, you know, there might be some openings here coming soon. I do think that Kenneth Murray, I mean, even if he just becomes really good at something, right, and he has the athletic ability to do that, but, like, 
even if he never gets great in coverage, but he's a missile as a blitzer and he's just, you know, stacking up 10 to 15 tackles for loss every season, yeah, that's how you get on tackles. the list. Yeah. yeah, I mean, being a specialist in something, like, I don't know if he'll ever be the perfect, totally well-rounded linebacker, but guess what? If you get really good at a few different things, you're going to be just fine and you're going to get recognized amongst the league's best. And, I mean, Drew Tranquil is up there too. I mean, he has a chance to turn into a very well-rounded linebacker as well. So there are some young players on the Chargers that could potentially blossom into being players that show up on lists like these. But Derwin James, Joey Bosa are the obvious two guys that had to make one of these lists. I mean, if you're just going on pure ability and how good they are as players. But the Chargers do have some other young talent too. So coming up next, we're going to be getting into the top three Chargers under the age of 25 And we're going to do that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys, if you ever need any kind of auto part, there's only one place that I go to, and that is rockauto.com. Mostly now just because I've used it. I mean, we got them as a sponsor, and I just knew, hey, the next time something goes wrong with my car, I'm going to use Rock Auto to get the part replaced because, you know, they have such good prices. They have such a good inventory, and it's super convenient. You can go onto the website, type what kind of car you have in because, I mean, I don't know a ton about cars. And a few easy clicks, you're going to find the part that you need, and they're going to have it. You don't necessarily always need something for your car, right? So it was just one of those things where it's like, I'm glad when I needed something, I thought, oh, rockauto.com. And I'm so glad I did it because I went on there, got a really good price. And whether you're a daily driver or a mechanic, everybody gets the same low price with rockauto.com. And I didn't have to go search through a bunch of different chain storefronts, right? I didn't have to go awkwardly show a cameraman how little I know about cars and have him tell me they don't have it in stock. I just went on rockauto.com, got the parts that I needed, and they have everything. I mean, whether it's brake lights, carpets, it doesn't matter. They have it at rockauto.com. So make sure to go there right now to see all the parts they have available for your car or truck and write Locked On in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, David. Well, I wanted to do a segment that we haven't done before, I don't think. I mean, I know we've had arguments about, you know, if Chargers players should be on top 25 players under 25 list and things like that. And there's recently been a couple of those lists that haven't included Justin Herbert, which is kind of what spurred this conversation, right? Because we saw him, you know, get snubbed in some places. And then it got me thinking, who are the Chargers top players under the age of 25? And one of the things that most of these lists do is they say this is based on the age the player is going to be entering the season. So for this conversation, we won't include Derwin James because he's about to turn 25. I do think though that between him and Justin Herbert, it would be a conversation of just which one of those players when they're healthy ranks highest at their position, right? Because I mean, Derwin James, you know, has been a top three safety, top two safety when he was playing. Maybe we can have that conversation after the season and see what they look like uh, in these new systems. Exactly. And when you haven't seen someone for a while, it's hard to do. But the other thing here, David, is we know the number one guy on this list is Justin Herbert. So we're going to exclude him from this because I think it's partially just because of the draft classes for a few years, you know, from the last couple of years. The Jerry Tillery draft class with Nazir Adderley. Last year's draft class besides Herbert and Kenneth Murray, you know, you have a lot of guys you don't know a lot about. And those are most of the guys that end up, you know, eligible for a list like this because the Chargers have some undrafted free agents who are coming in that are like 25 years old. That wouldn't even apply, right? Mm-hmm. So when we're looking at this, David, let's start with your list. 
Who are your top three non-Justin Herbert players on the Chargers that are currently, and when the season starts, are going to be under 25 years old? Yeah, I mean, looking just up and down the Chargers roster, I mean, it seems like they have a, a fairly good mix of some youth and some experience. They have plenty of guys over the age of 30, uh, and they have some guys in that middle range, but there really was only six or seven guys to choose from, in my opinion, on the top three for under 25. So for me, my number three guy is Uchenin Wosu. I mean, I know that might be a little surprising because he's been on the Chargers for a couple of years, but he will only be 24 entering this season, and I still think that we haven't seen the best out of Uchenna. I think we were going to see that this year in this new scheme. Number two is Kenneth Murray Jr. I think at 22 years old, he still has plenty of room to grow and get even better. Uh, I think we're going to see a great version of him playing downhill, getting after the quarterback a lot more. And number one, and this might be a little surprising for you guys because he's a brand new Charger, and it is Rashawn Slater. He's only 22 years old, but... I think he's one of the best left tackles for the Chargers that the Chargers have had for the last 10-plus seasons, and we haven't seen him play a single snap yet. He's going to be extremely important to this Chargers team and for Justin Herbert and his young career. These two guys are going to be linked together, hopefully, for the next 10-plus seasons. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a bold move. And honestly, like I don't think that's great for the Chargers for him to be their best player under 25, right? Besides Justin Herbert, obviously, who would still, I'm guessing, on your list be ahead of Rashawn Slater, obviously. But you haven't seen the guy play yet. I mean, um, you still have to do it, right? You still have to go out there. And I'm saying this knowing that he's the number three guy on my list. But (laughs) what that tells me, though, is, you know, it's partially because it's hard to put Jerry Tillery on this list, even though he applies. It's hard to put Nazir Adderley on this list. He's my honorable Even though it applies. Sure. Justin Jones. Kazir White, I mean, as 25, he was close, but it's hard to put those guys on here, and those are who you would think it would be at this point. And the other thing is about this is, even though he hasn't played, he's the most refined prospect. I mean, he was more refined prospect than any of the guys I just mentioned, right? More than Uchenna, even more than Kenneth Murray. I mean, there's more questions about Kenneth Murray than there were about Rashawn Slater. So I do have him at third on my list just because I am – that confident that he will be able to come in, start, and succeed from early on in the season. But I leave him at three because of that just general unknown, the fact that we haven't seen him, right? But still very, very confident. I'll go with Kenneth Murray at number two because I do think that he had one uneven season. There's still some question marks that have to be answered. But at the same time, he has one of the highest upsides out of anyone on this list as well, right? So part of that is projection because I do think he is in for a really big season under Brandon Staley. And I'll go with Uchenin Wosu number one. Just because on a per-snap basis, Uchenin and Wosu's snaps have looked really good. Like, you've seen some incredible moments from him. You've seen him make some plays in the playoffs against Lamar Jackson, that strip sack. And the playoffs, that was crazy, right? We've seen him have strip sacks that have ended games when the Chargers have really needed it most. We've seen him do it. So even though he's played, you know, around 40% of the snaps his career, when he's been out there, I think he's proven he's an average to above average NFL player, even from a young age. So I think that Uchenin Wosu is number one on my list. And I think that after this season, right, I think we're going to think about him a lot differently. He turns 25 in December. If he goes off this year, I mean, he's going to be one of the most promising young players on the Chargers roster. But 
the other thing about lists like these, David, is there is like a lot of loopholes. Like Derwin James turning 25 in, in August. August. So we're not using him for this. And just other players. Like if you look at 25-year-olds, besides Derwin James, you also have Drew Tranquil. When you're looking at 26-year-olds, you have a Michael Davis. Mm-hmm. You have Austin Eckler. So it's like even though the Chargers don't necessarily have a ton of players that are under the 25 that it ha- you know we would want to talk about right now, they still have some relative youth with some really good players. Yeah, they got a good mix. I mean, you look up and down the roster, like I was saying earlier. I mean, yeah, they got several guys that are over the age of 30, like Chris Harris Jr., like Linval Joseph. I mean, you know, Brian Balaga. There's several guys that are at that threshold. But, I mean, they still have plenty of guys that are in that 25 to 30 range. And that's kind of what you want with your roster. You don't want to get too old. You don't want to be too young and inexperienced. You want to have a good, nice mix. And I think the Chargers have that. And I think what we look at now is what players are going to be on this list next season potentially, right? Because two of the guys right off the bat that we haven't talked about at this point, Asante Samuel Jr. and Josh Palmer. Definitely. Those are two guys that are under under the age of 25, obviously, but could be big building block pieces for you down the road. So I think those are two guys that we would look at that they might jump into the conversation next year. Yeah, I'm, this sto- is the I'm last stoked year. to watch Asante, man. I really want to see what he's going to do this year. I mean, I'm really, really excited for him. Right, and and that's the thing is like they also have some solid players. Like this list, li- this list looks a lot different if Justin Jones plays better, if Jerry Tillery plays better, if Nazir Adderley has the best season of his career. So there's a lot. I of things- want to put Tillery on this list. I want yeah. to. It's good for the Chargers if he's on this list, but we haven't seen it up to this point. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I think that Kenneth Murray and Jerry Tillery, neither one of them have, you know, really broken through. They both had their ups and downs, but Kenneth Murray still had 100-plus tackles. And even though that might be, you know, an overvalued stat, he still was out there available for every game, making tackles all over the field, and continued to get better. We saw actual growth from him. We're still waiting to kind of see that growth spurt, no pun intended, for Jerry Tillery, who hopefully won't hit a gross spurt because then it'll be like seven feet tall He's but either way <laughs> yeah i mean either way i like this conversation could change a lot but i do think there are reasons to be excited with some of the players that the chargers have under 25 i think a couple of those players just kind of need to realize the potential they have and maybe they will with brandon staley helping them express it but that is going to wrap things up for today's show we'll be back with you guys on wednesday like i said earlier on in the show this will be the last week of three shows a week Next week, we'll be back full steam ahead going five days a week. And we're still working on some interviews for you guys. We have positional breakdowns that we're going to get into. Probably getting into running backs next. Some definite interesting conversations there. And we have training camp only a couple weeks away at this point. And we'll be here with you guys to break down all of those things. But until then, make sure to follow or subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast from. You can find the Locked on Chargers podcast there. Whether it's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the new Odyssey app, and if you like the show, make sure to rate and review as well. You can also find the show on my Twitter at DanTalkSports and on David's Twitter at DroTalkSD as well as the show's Twitter at LockdownLAC, and we like getting your guys' questions, interacting with you on there as well, and you can also find our Instagram page at LockdownChargers and our LockdownChargers Facebook page. But if you guys want to get your actual voice on the show, make sure to call into the Lockdown Chargers voicemail line. The number is 323-524-7924, and we're trying to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. But we'll be back with you guys on Wednesday, and I try to have John Kegley on the show with us again this week as well. And Kira, he has to say, 
But until then, guys, take it easy and go Bolts.